2: All right, tonight,
1: Grandpa Joe, Lex Luthor, Mermaid Man, and Shelley Winters struggle to survive on an upside-down ocean liner in tonight's exciting film, The Poseidon Adventure, tonight here on Cinema de Fromage.
2: What is it look at? I never saw anything like it. An enormous wall of water coming towards us. In the early morning hours of New Year's Eve, Gene Hackman, Ernest Bortnine, Red Buttons, Carol Lindley, Roddy McDowell, Stella Stevens, Shelley Winters, Jack Albertson, Pamela Sue Martin, Arthur O'Connell, Eric Shea, and Leslie Nielsen were aboard the S.S. Poseidon when it was hit by a 90-foot tidal wave. Oh, my God. And capsized. <laughs> Poseidon Adventure, the most exciting escape adventure of our time. Now follow me. It took the lives of the 1,400 people on board and changed the lives of the few who would survive. Climbing to another deck will kill you all, and sitting on our butts is not going to save us either. Don't look down. Know how to do, it. please. but just got to let me do it. You're going the wrong way, damn it! Who do you think you are? God himself? That's the way out. <laughs> the combined talents of 15 Academy Award winners bring you Irwin Allen's production of The Poseidon Adventure, a Ronald Neame film, coming from 20th Century Fox.
1: Welcome to Cinema de Farage the only place where we put the stinky suppository of film right where it belongs, right under your nose. Tonight's episode is about a great section of seventy cinema that i always loved, and that's the disaster film. Starting with uh, Airport in 1970 and ending up with, uh, I believe, Meteor, if not something a little bit after that. Uh, the great films, most of them from Irwin Allen. This one is his best. So we're, we're actually doing the best in our case of the worst and this is the Poseidon Adventure. Um, with me today of course we have our regular round of <laughs> fellow enjoyees we'll call them, or sufferers take your pick. Uh, we've got Kente. How are we doing Kente?
0: I'm doing great. I'm looking to cruise right along.
1: Cruise right along. Yes the Poseidon Adventure is cruise right along. And cruising right along over to Jen. How are we today, Jen?
3: I am doing fabulous. And like Kinte, I am super excited to give this film a bit of a wave.
1: Yes, I understand that you love this film.
3: Oh. Uh, so I see. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. We're going to be doing you
1: know that what? all you night. Couldn't,
3: you couldn't have buoyed me up with a better line.
1: Oh, my God. Oh. The dad jokes don't stop. <laughs> And tonight's special guest is uh, Sherry. Are you there? Yes. Hello. Yes, I'm mean, here. How are you? And good, good. And uh, so this is your first time on the the, the round table as it were. Um, and you got to see, is this your first time seeing the Poseidon Adventure?
4: No, it's not because I'm a fan of disaster movies. So um, that was right up my alley because I've seen almost every disaster movie.
1: Excellent. Yeah, and that's this. I think this is one of the kings of the disaster films, um, with a absolutely. close second of Towering Inferno, which almost beat this one out for to be watched tonight.
4: Yes, absolutely. So I'm happy to be here for that reason.
1: Okay, so let's get into it right away. You know what, Sherry? Uh, seeing as you do love disaster films, why don't you give the audience a brief synopsis of the film in question?
4: Um, okay, um, I am gonna do it quickly. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, the movie starts out with, um, um, displaying some quirky, what I would say quirky characters, but how it be, how it ends up being a disaster movie is because, um, the Poseidon adventure is actually supposed to be on its last voyage and it's being sold to some, I guess, investors. Um, so, I guess it's supposed to be its last voyage before it's put out of its misery. However, um, one of the gentlemen involved wants to rush the cruise to get it to the investors. Um, and the captain really wants to take it easy because it's an old ship. Um, but the guy who's uh, connected with the investor uh, gets him to really push it, go full speed ahead. And everything, weather and everything supposed to be okay, but there ends up being an earthquake. This earthquake creates a, what we would consider to be a tsunami and this wall of water is heading towards them. And so that is what the Poseidon Adventure is about. The wall of water causes the cruise to basically be pushed on its side and then up completely upside down. Many people die during that scene. In- Actually, by the time you get to the part of the movie where they've actually begun their journey, some of them trying to save themselves, actually, it's, the two-hour movie is pretty much at the halfway point mark. Actually, it's an hour in at that point, which I found interesting. Um, so this is a movie about them trying to save themselves and everything they have to go through. So... Um, some of the the characters dying along the way, um, some of the favorite characters dying almost uh, right before they are able to make it out, such as Shelley Winters who plays a grandmother who's looking forward to um, being reunited with her grandkids that she's never seen. Um, it's a pretty good movie I mean, um, some of them do make it out and they're rescued. But along the way, um, a lot, there's a lot of explosions, um, a lot of people dying, <laughs> um, great special effects, and basically that's it kind of in a nutshell. You know, the disaster, and they're trying to save themselves.
1: Yes, it's actually fun for the whole family. What? As you watch everybody but a few people survive a shipwreck.
0: Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Let's give a hand to our special guest. That was excellent. Uh, <laughs> Thank th- that you. That was the first time uh, we've had our guest. It- do the, without even warning, he just springs it on her like that.
1: I know, eh? Well, yeah, you said, yeah, you sh- have to have the guest say more because I talk too much. She said, <laughs> but she said, you know what, you, you're not going to. I'm giving her a chance me. to say her, her words wise before I just start <laughs> laughing about <around> myself. <laughs> All right. I tried.
0: No, that was awesome. Thank you.
1: Well, that's actually a very good summary of the movie. Uh, and uh, for anyone who thought, hey, that sounds sort of familiar. What? A ship heading off to port, maybe not a maiden voyage, final voyage, and the owner of the ship line rushing that thing into disaster? Hmm, where have I heard that one before? Sounds so familiar. Ah, don't know. Never heard of that. This one's totally
3: original.
1: Yeah. The best, like this film here is one of those ones, believe it or not, this is an award-winning film. So this is one of those few films that that's a cheesy film, but it actually won. Actual real like awards, like for example, Oscars. Did you know that the song The Morning After Pill, uh, the, the Morning After, sorry, uh, <laughs> was an Oscar winner?
0: Yeah, I saw that. Also, it, the song for
1: though. best uh visual effects, which I have to give it, with the exception of a few odd ones that I go, Wait a minute, that's not that great, but it's a non competitive award, so you know, maybe they did, they just said, Hey, you know what, let's give this one. But uh, it got uh, Best Actor in the BAFTA Awards for Gene Hackman, um, Best Supporting Actress in Golden Globe, Shelley Winters. So, you know, this is a a very noteworthy film as far as our fromage goes. Because I don't know if we... Did we have any Oscars in any of these other films that we've talked about so far?
0: No, I don't think so. Not, I mean, no. nothing big as that, no.
1: No. So this is these Now... We may have a uh, you know a raspberry winning award-winning film sometime soon, I think, uh, if I can push through and uh, break a couple of rules that have been set on me. But, anyways, that's a side point. What we're going to talk about now is this lovely film because I love disaster films. I really do. The whole idea of setting up a whole bunch of you know some stock characters that you're supposed to care about, and then giving you me little melodrama stories, and then. Knocking them off one by one until they're all done. That's that is fun. That's entertainment for me. I'm just. I, it seems sick. It seems weird. But there's something about it. I'm going. Who's next? Who's next? Who deserves to go? Who doesn't? And you know. And trying to figure out who's going to survive in the end. And this movie, it has all the great stuff. My favorite scene has to be the the best scene, and of course, is when the ship actually turns upside down and that ballroom starts. You know, the people are dropping from this. The floor, now the ceiling, and it's just like ah, that's just that's a fun, fun bit of mayhem. And ah. am I the one who thinks this? Am I? Is there something wrong with me? Is that... Yes. Okay. So it wasn't fun. It was a, it was sad, was it?
0: Uh yeah no, there's something wrong with you. I agree with that. But uh...
1: okay. It's- he agrees with me, and not the film, I'm okay.
0: But you know what, though? One thing this movie has, which is a connection to our prev, one of our previous movies, is Rowdy McDowell, who was in Conquest of the Planet of the Apes. Yes,
1: yes. We actually
0: and... get to see his face this time mm-hmm. instead of him, but not like his a
1: voice moment. as he puts on one of the worst Irish, Sc- uh, I, 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 I don't know, Irish, Scottish, Welsh accent, and he kind of mumbles. Him. I don't know what he was supposed to be.
0: Mm.
1: His name was Akers, which odd name. Might as well call him Jeeves. But what was that accent? Like, did anyone, did anyone pick that up? No idea. Like, oh, I didn't oh. know if he was supposed to be Scottish or Irish. And i don't know. you know what? He could have just stayed English and no one would have known any better.
0: You know, one thing I found interesting in this is, generally, when they have these kind of stories, They'll make a, you know, they'll make the the hero, the cop's character. And in this one, oh, yeah. it wasn't the cop who was the. I mean, he was a hero in a way, but the hero no, of well, the he story. He was the plainer of the
1: entire movie,
0: right? I mean, well, he did some heroic stuff, but yeah. but normally, like, he would have been the character that would have taken the lead and blah blah blah. Where in this one, it was the the, the minister, the uh, minister who's, who's lo- kind of lost his faith. Uh, mm-hmm. Becomes the hero of the story, which is very different than most films that we see like this. Don't you guys agree? True.
4: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I thought that whole twist on the um, religious aspect and him, you know, trying to say everybody's got to be strong for themselves. And yeah, I thought that that made, it, that made this a little bit different. It had a different twist on it.
0: And, and also, I mean, I like that about it, um, but uh, then it makes you think, what kind of freaking cop was he? I mean, he was like one of the worst cops ever. I mean, all he did was bitch and complain and, you know. and Well, even
1: worse, I mean, the creepy story that he tells about <laughs> how he arrested his uh, uh-huh. prostitute wife several times over just so he could get a date. Um, <laughs> anybody else find that a little bit well? and yeah,
4: it was creepy because the way he said the line, uh, well, I had to rush you that many times to try to keep you off the street until I could find a way to get you to marry me. That just the way he said that. I was like,
1: what? Well it, it, in all that? fairness, In all fairness, it's Ernest Borgnine, and um, any line he says comes across like that because he's got that sort of way. The only, the only character I've ever seen him do that doesn't creep me out is uh, is Mermaid Man from SpongeBob, and that's
0: it. I I love that line where he goes um, where where he says he's because he's always yelling through this whole movie, and he's oh, yeah. like and he's all like uh don't I'm not worried if you if there's, there ain't nobody there that's gonna recognize you, and then she comes out and she's all like the such and such guy I recognized uh,
4: him. <laughs> he looks familiar. Yeah, he looked familiar to me. Yeah. So. Where
1: was she? Okay, he's a New York cop, so I'm assuming she was a New York prostitute. Yet yeah, she recognizes this one guy as. Where are they coming? They're they're heading off to. I guess they're heading to Europe. That yeah, uh, Africa. yeah, Africa. Um, yeah, I think Africa because yes.
0: they talking about Israel or something going to Israel. But yeah, they were talking
1: about Israel at one point. That's where the the end location is for uh, Grandpa Joe and Shelley Winters. Um, <laughs> that hoe got around. <laughs> I'll tell you though, yeah. uh, Grandpa Joe, there. Uh, sorry, or or. Uh, the old man there, but like, uh, Charlie, he could have escaped with fizzy lifting drink. All I can think, watching through the whole thing, is Charlie and the Chocolate
4: Factory.
2: I'm watching
1: it. And I'm going. <laughs> that lazy old bastard. He spent all that time. He finally gets the chocolate factory, and then he takes off on Charlie to go on a cruise. <laughs> that's lazy, <right>. lazy man. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's You've
4: hilarious.
1: been very quiet, Jen.
3: Well, I, I, I was saving. Okay. So uh, I was sort of saving, was sort of saving my my critique here, for the fact that okay, everybody knows I live in Hawaii. We have uh, actual tsunami events here, things that uh, you know make us all kind of scared. And the first thing that just jumped out at me is there are wait, no wait, tsunamis wait. at sea.
0: Hold on one second. Is somebody frying chicken? Sounds like
1: somebody's at sea.
3: No. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I, I know.
2: <laughs> She's it's in the frying right chicken. Now, aren't you? Oh, <laughs> I was
0: like, is the so someone awesome. frying chicken? It sounded like grease or something. All right, I'm it's, sorry. I'm so sorry. I cut you off. Go ahead. It, oh,
3: the so the the key though is that there are no tsunamis at sea. Okay, the tsunami goes underneath you. Boats don't even know that there's a tsunami, even if it's a giant tsunami. There's no tsunamis. Right. At sea. Good luck. I mean, that's so. I didn't want to, like, ruin the story, but there it is.
1: Well, no, hold on, because right. yeah. in one of his serious roles even says it's hit the shallows, so there must be a very shallow section in the middle of the ocean.
3: Oh, in the middle of the, the
1: ocean? Waste, yes. It must be of oh under underwater Wait
0: a minute, wait a minute. Jen, it's, it's, so because, broke. Jen, it's because the script says so.
1: It's Well, Um, uh, I mean, I can't argue
3: with that, really.
1: And and they did say the boat was top-heavy. So.
3: Um, And the stabilizer. Top-heavy,
0: just like Linda. uh, Linda, Look, in the Poseidon
3: Adventure, there are no physics. I think that's the key. The key is physics don't exist in the Poseidon Adventure. And that's okay. I mean, I'm okay with that.
1: So you'd be crushed to death by an artificial Christmas tree? Yeah. Everything's up for, for grabs in this movie.
3: I, I, but, I, <laughs> I couldn't agree more, actually.
1: I love that. scene. everyone's like, okay, we're all calm now," And then the Christmas tree falls on that one guy who's like, oh, I made it. Oh, thank God. Okay, what's going to happen? <laughs> oh, killed by a Christmas tree.
4: But one thing that I was trying to wrap my mind around is, okay, at one point in the beginning... this is before they climb up the Christmas tree, Um, when he's trying to convince them all to come along with him, Mm -hmm. he, he says that line about the captain is dead. Everybody who, so what he's, you know, trying to say anybody who was in that area of the ship, they're all dead now because they're all the way underwater. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to make their way up to get to the hull of the boat, the bottom of the boat, right? Right. So I'm thinking, well, wait, where were they then? Where well, you know what I mean, where were they? I, well,
1: they were in the, um, the ballroom, which I guess would be the midway through the
4: ship. That's what I'm trying to figure out is... You know, because I'm like, oh, okay, well, look, they got a ways to go. Because I know at one part of the movie, um, someone says that, well, we've, we've gone up eight levels. And now you want us to go down to the engine room. So I'm trying to, like, wrap my mind around it. Like, well, okay, well, where were they when they started out? Because now it's, like, not making any sense to me. Because, yeah, we know that the captain was near the, like, top of the ship because, you know, the water came in through the windows, and we're assuming they all died on, Mm -hmm. you know, as soon as that water hit them, the boat turns upside down, so now, where are they that they have to make, are they a level... Were they a a level or two below the captain? That's the only only part that had my mind kind of confused that.
1: Well, you see the problem you have right now is you don't have a little wonder kid who's been through the entire ship on a tour that knows every inch of the boat and every place. And if you had had that with you, you'd know, because that's what you need. You need that little kid, Billy, Bobby, whatever his snotty name is. And he could explain this whole thing to you.
4: He's Robin. I mean, I mean that you
1: are here, was. He's he's the Robin. He's like, oh, look at that. Look at that. Another connection. Robin was in last week's episode. Robin's in this week's episode. And just as snotty and obnoxious.
0: (laughs) And now let's talk about some of these characters. Uh, uh, We have Gene Hackman, of course, who we, uh, Reverend Scott, who's the hero. We have Ernest Bergen. He's great in everything he does. Right. No matter how crappy,
1: he's er- always great. To Ernest
0: watch. Borgnine, who,
1: he, who Ernest
3: bit- Borgnine was in uh, was in the um, was in the movie that I chose, which now is escaping me. Burt Offerings. He wasn't in
1: Burt Offerings.
3: Was wasn't he? Oh, yeah. no. He you wasn't. know what? You're right. You're. Yeah, I'm yeah, wrong. Bert I'm Bert I'm You're right. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm look sorry. at that! We're connecting I always your films again. them up. I always mess them up. I always confuse those two, uh, like every time. I'm so sorry, oh, everybody.
1: Borgnine just
0: yeah, I can see that. Ernest Borgnine, who was like, you know, is a very good actor, but he is yeah. uh, uh, in this movie is annoying as hell. Him oh, and yeah. his, him just, and he his wife. He wants everyone's lines. Him and his wife too. I mean, he's like oh. always yelling, and he like yell for no reason. He's like, uh, I gotta go to the bathroom. Like you know, just <laughs> for no reason, just yelling. <laughs> Uh, and his wife was annoying too i you oh, know oh yeah oh my god it, it's so funny though when the my favorite one of my favorite parts with those two characters the wife and uh Lin, that's linda and uh and uh oh, yeah. the, linda! Mike, where where he has to she he's like hey you got to take that dress off cuz you won't be able okay. yeah. to and then he's all like he's like but they're gonna see you naked, like I mean, like she was a prostitute. What are you like? More people than that than that room has seen her naked. What is he complaining about? Well, <laughs> like,
1: you know, he figured now that was never gonna happen again. Right, right. Yeah. That's, yeah. Just, that's not that funny. Straightened her out. That that prostitute with the heart of gold. And you know, it's like it's like Pretty Woman with that uglier couple.
0: Right, and then yeah. you have yeah. red buttons. Uh, right.
1: you know? There's two. Wait, like, does everybody anybody remember what Red Button's character, this is, this is how it dated the films, what his job was? Oh, he
0: said it, too. He said don't. Yeah, he, 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 he said it. Don't on, it's, around.
1: it's something that's probably extinct
0: now. <laughs> don't let your son be whatever. Um, I can't remember. Abadasher. Abadasher, yeah, there you go. Oh, the guy ate yeah. and right.
1: sold hats. Yeah oh that was his career and he ate meat germ in pill form and jogged and said he had too much time to get with women i think that was an excuse i think basically looking at him told you exactly why he was not with women well,
0: he did, okay he came off like he was gay that's what i thought but, <laughs> yeah. but then he was like all over the crazy girl the singer oh girl. yeah
1: so he wasn't he was, no, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. Wasn't gay. he was just a weird sick pedo
0: like, but if you think about it, the movie has two kind of bizarre relationships. It has the uh, Robin's older sister, who yeah. uh, oh, is yeah. only well in the book she's seventeen, but in the movie they bumped it up to eighteen just so it won't be as creepy.
1: Who, but she's only got a, but she's got a crush on him. It's not reciprocal,
0: right? But like, then there's a couple of moments though where he puts his arms around her and it's almost I'm like, but no. I
1: think he's trying to comfort her. I like I don't think his character came across as being, hey the little girl, come with me. Uh, I've got a, I've got a real estate scam. That you're love.
0: <laughs> uh, the, I think there's a, line, no, no, no of, cause there's a fine line, buddy. nukes, we're fine. There's a fine yeah. line, okay. But then you also have red buttons, and uh, his—I uh, can't remember the, the the chick's name, but um, the one that, oh, uh, I think it was uh, uh, no. Susan. No, no. Susan. Yeah, because her brother, yeah, her brother dies. I, and yeah. he, he, the the way he acts like through the whole movie is like, man, let's just make it so I can bone her, you know, <laughs> like <that's>, that.
2: <laughs> like, All right, no, Susan, Su- no,
1: Susan is is the sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so who's the uh, who's the, the singer?
0: Oh, um, yeah, Susan is the singer. Uh, I mean, is no, the no Susan, uh, Susan's the girl, the little girl. The yeah, the little girl, um, but uh, the sister. Oh my God! Uh,
1: hold on. I can't remember her name at all. That, that's how bad it was. I remember Acres because it's a stupid name. And, and Gene Hackman just has the way of saying it that makes it even more of not Oh, just,
0: Noni? Akers! What
1: are you doing, Acres?
0: Noni. Noni.
1: That's
0: her name. Noni. That's her name? Nani. Nani. Yeah, it's Noni. Noni. Okay. Yeah, Noni. Noni. I love it. No, Noni. That, that's how uh, Red Buttons was like. The whole movie is just like, please, let's make it, because I'm gonna bone this chick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like he's like making Except sure she li- lives.
1: Like, I don't know because I think he wanted her to be a corpse by the end. The way he tried to save her, like swimming, <laughs> oh, he's got God. his hand shoved over her face, and it's like, are you, are you trying to kill her? Because it doesn't look like that would help. But and she's out of the water. And you're still holding your hand over her mouth. <laughs> oh, she's dead. We going to take her with us, though. After- you sure about that? Oh yeah.
3: After this podcast, I am now going to go bleach my brain. <laughs> we'll never unsee that.
1: I got some sawdust, and I'm going to make her all nice and everything. Oh my and, and you know,
0: I got to call a, a sin. You can't have Lee, uh, Leslie Nielsen in a movie, and he
1: dies in the beginning. Come on now. Well, here's the thing. This was Leslie Nielsen in his serious actor phase. This is before Airport or Airplane and all that, right? So he was, you know, before that he was a serious actor. Yeah, I mean, this is and a... stuff. So it's very hard to watch him nowadays. After watching, you know, Naked Gun and the Airplane movies, and then you see him doing the same kind of character he was spoofing, and it comes across as like that doesn't quite work. I know he's being serious, but I'm waiting for him to say something really funny. You, th-
0: you think he it, it, he's spoofing, right? <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you think so? Yeah, and, and he's playing
1: the same character. The
0: opening character. scene too, with with uh, Robin in the in, in there with the with the captain and everybody. I it, yeah, it, it was kind of like, you know, it like
1: I'm like, kid, get the hell up out of
0: here, you know. Like, I was <laughs> half
1: expecting to Do you like gladiator movies? <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen a bone <laughs> man. I know that's, that's Peter Graves, but still, it's the same kind of scene, really. Yeah, oh,
0: so, man. um, oh, and then uh, the band too, which won an Academy <laughs> Award. <laughs> I'm
1: sitting yeah. there like oh yeah the, the latest most laid-back boring band i've ever seen it's like who hired them it's like remember, okay you know this is the last cruise this thing's going to be scrapped after we're gone so we're not going to spend any money on a band uh you guys you want a free trip yeah man you play instruments not really i know come on you're the band for New for years i mean you watch them the drummer is like, uh, it's, I don't even know what he's doing, but it's not what's <laughs> playing on the soundtrack. The uh, bassist looks like he's completely stunned and stoned out of his mind. Um, it was just awful. <laughs> and like, who would want that band? Even so they, for free. Figure. You're going on this cruise, it's going to be New Year's Eve. What do you think It has sort of like a big band kind of thing, or at least something a little more classy? Now we know why it's going out of business. Really, really cheap, crappy looking hippies. Yeah. Yeah. That's all
4: See, it's was They thinking had too. hot pants,
1: that's all they had going for. Them. That's it. So we got hot pants. Okay. Good enough. You're a band. Go. Yeah. Entertain them all.
0: Yeah, even even for free they they paid too much. <laughs> for that group.
1: And, and let's talk about the you know the, the climactic scene just as the wave hits is about to hit and they're singing O lang syne mm-hmm. forever like have you ever been to a new year's where they go through every verse of O lang syne
2: i and keep know going, keep
1: going. and you watch ernest parkland going completely ballistic like he looks like he's about to rip arms off yeah. as he's swinging back and forth i'm going what the hell is about to happen does he know the ship's about to turn over and this is his last you know hurrah what's going on here you know i've never I think, been i never it's been a foreshadowing
3: cruise. it's very ne- lengthy foreshadowing
0: i never <laughs> i never uh been on a cruise before but do you go to church on a cruise
1: i guess you can it's just like a floating hotel you're supposed to get all kinds of amenities yeah, uh, I guess, uh, but this one was like, you know, uh, okay, you're, you guys would do a church service. Why do not you do it up on the deck in the middle of this windy area, <laughs> away from everybody else? Okay.
0: <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I was like, huh? Like, you going to church on cruise?
1: Okay, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Yeah. And his and his sermon. What a great sermon! Eh? <laughs> God doesn't love you. <laughs> Gotta help yourself.
0: There's no God in you. That's I know, it. right? You, you almost wanted yeah. to jump after that sermon. <laughs> it's like,
1: <laughs> but I mean, the neat thing is that after, you know, the disaster happens, and there's the Catholic priest who's going to stay behind with everybody. And he says, your sermon, you can't talk about the week. No time for the week. We're going up. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, you no, know, it's not as cold as the remake where they don't even bother to try to get everybody else to come up. They just go on their own. And like it's not you, everybody else, we're going on our own. Yeah. But these guys are like, you know, at least he's trying to get her. Come on, we're all going to die. Get up here. Get up here. It's like.
0: And when we refer to the remake we 're talking about the the one that uh was in the theaters that uh wolfgang yes. peterson we 're going to just act like the uh, t v version didn 't exist, even though we should act like the wolfgang Peterson version didn 't exist
1: and way. we should act like the sequel didn't exist either beyond the Poseidon adventure
0: oh oh, we got to talk about that well, <laughs> there
3: you know there there is a whole lot i mean i I mean just all kidding aside, there actually is Poseidon adventure a whole lot of sort of uh it's the same thing in Towering Inferno, too. I think he just likes to put this stuff in. There's a lot of sort of uh, religious iconography, if you will, was, and especially thematically. I mean, basically, the, the beginning of the Poseidon adventure is baptism by water. The end of the Poseidon adventure is baptism by fire. It's, it's it's so crazy. And the way that you escape is up the Christmas tree. I mean, of all the things, yeah. it's, it is sort of, I'm serious. It's like, it's it's hokey when you say it out loud. But honestly, there's okay, too many coincidences. Where do the upside to down
1: something. toilets come in on this? Yeah. That's what I wanted. About. That's in the Bible. Thank you. That is in the Bible, yes. Actually, that is hell if you think about it. <laughs> Uh, uh, okay. Drinking a lot of, you know, champagne and everything, so some of these people were a little bit tipsy, and probably had their bladders hurting by the end of that thing. That, okay, I gotta look. Oh my God, the toilet's on the movie. How do I? uh forget it. Let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. um, how about? Hey, so, as we know in seventies films, there's a lot of things that come out that you know are kind of you know can be seen as uh, in nowadays eyes as as you know insensitive or racist, or what have you. Um, in this movie, I think fat shaming is a big thing, don't you? It was. Shelley it? character is insulted over and over and over again for a week. And like, no wonder they nominated her for an Oscars and everything. She had to put up with that. Like, here's your script. They're going to call you Fatty McFaddenstein for most of this thing. They're going to call you Blabbo. <laughs> They're going to say how you're going to clog up a two and everything. But don't worry, because you're an Olympic swimmer, everything will be fine. Go. Exactly. <laughs> Wow! Yep. Really? Oh my and God! Sorry, I still didn't believe she was a woman swimmer. Yeah, and you know
0: she gained thirty-five pounds for the role too. By the way,
1: did she actually gain weight for the role, or, yeah. or did it just happen? Wow! Was, wow! That's what it or said. is that? What she says after the fact? You know, I'm like Robert De Niro. I gained weight for this role. Okay. Right. <laughs> but you know, you I, have, gave, I gained weight for a role, but they turned me down, the, and
0: I'm just the, yeah. there there's two major fat disses in that movie. The one oh, yeah. there's the one where the little boy. Is helping pull her up, and he said, "Don't worry, I put up a six hundred what Was it mackerel? Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and was, and then he eight. apologizes later.
1: Shoving her ass up <laughs> through the tree. It's like, oh, this is like the most embarrassing thing. She like she's you know and she's good for her. She's all game for it. I mean, this the thing is. Besides everything, she's a likable character. Um, melodramatic death which is way over the top I think they did it in one take and really they should have done it in a couple because it was just way over the top but her uh, she's the one thing I'd say about this film that I did about like for all the weird stuff I think I liked every one of the characters even the annoying ones I kind of liked like they were people I are going oh I hope you die I hope you die you really need to die like even the annoying ones were like okay she's getting on my nerves but I didn't Want. I, I kind of like them all still, which is, I guess what you want to have with characters you're going to kill off, right? So you're not going, yay. What
0: about, what about you, uh, Sherry? What were, what were some of your favorite characters in this?
4: Um, Definitely, I would say one of my favorite characters was um, Shelly Winners um just because i mean she's like i don't know she came off seeming like the underdog you know what i mean when you're watching the movie and you find yourself rooting the whole way for the underdog that's why i was very disappointed when she died because i was like that's who i was rooting for surviving (laughs) so she was one of my favorites um the little boy i found a little bit annoying because he was like a know-it-all but i liked the sister Um, I don't know, but all of the characters, I really did like all the characters. They weren't, there wasn't just like you said, there wasn't anybody that I was just like, oh, great, good, they're dead. (laughs) No, I really liked all of them. And, you know, that was like a little disappointing for me. I literally was disappointed that they all couldn't survive, that they all couldn't make it. See, I- I'm of
3: exactly the opposite mind. I was actually kind of <laughs> hoping everybody was gonna die at the end,
0: except
1: you, <laughs> misanthrope. <laughs> except
4: for her. except for one, one lone survivor. Wait a minute,
0: <laughs> Nani! Come on, Nani was annoying. I mean, she I understand was. that you're scared, right? And but I mean, she's over. I mean, I hate to say someone's overly scared, but she's climbing up the ladder, and she's like, "Oh my god." I'm like, I I, I wanted to a red Buttons to snatch her from the ladder and let her just drop in that uh, water with uh, Acres, they, you know. Like
1: I wanted Acres to survive, man. Yeah, I Poor mean, God. he got like shafted all the way. He could have stayed up there, and none of this would have happened. They wouldn't have thought to go up there if he hadn't popped his head out and go, "Hey, everybody's over here, okay?" Yeah, he's you trying to go back down. Let's right. go.
0: And then and then when when she wouldn't go swim, and he, she's like, "We'll just stay here." I'm like, "Are you serious?" Lady, yeah, that wasn't a little annoying. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, I'm gonna stay here with you. I'm like, dude, it's, I understand you like want you want to get some, but dude, it's not worth it. You know, like, I, it was to him? D- nah, I'm like, he's a
1: haberdasher. On. He don't get much action.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nani was uh yeah, and I mean it wasn't worth, you know, all that, and, and you know, I guess they were trying to make it seem like, oh, you know, because her brother wasn't there and all of that. And she was just scared, but I'm like, she's so freaking scared. So I, I didn't like Nani. Um, I actually Robin at first I was like, ah, I don't know about Robin. And then, uh, but yeah. then he came around to me
1: Because he was useful.
0: Yeah. I like, I liked him. And, and I, as I, I said in the pre-chat that in the book, they never find him when they have to look for him. <laughs> so, you know, you can assume that he died, but in the, um, Oh, uh, no, he I, probably
1: he probably found a better way out. <laughs> these guys—they're all insane and yelling at each other. I'm out of here.
0: But, uh, but I like the fact that he he did make it to the end. I mean, because
1: you know you can't kill a
0: kid, right?
1: Sure, you, you know, can. so uh, you can't <laughs> but, kill a kid. It's hold on, I you have to hear where Jen's going to come on this because I'm sure she would have killed the kid.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, and then yeah, the, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And then uh, the, there's another is. side story. We we talked about this. Uh, In the pre-chat, when I was reading about the book that Robin's sister, uh, Susan, I believe that's her name, uh, Susan uh, actually gets raped by one of the crewmen and the crewman um, is so overcome with guilt that he goes and he commits suicide. Thank God they took this plot line out of the film because it's retarded. And then she is so guilty. She is the rape victim. She feels guilty once she makes it that this guy committed suicide because he felt guilty for raping her. That she's hopeful that she's pregnant with the rapist's child, so that that that's man will up. so the man will have some kind of legacy left behind.
1: <laughs> oh God! <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, what kind of? Hold, hold on a second. I got to ask you a question. Was this before or after the disaster that he he uh, after? <laughs>
0: No, this is uh, during the disaster. I guess he figured. Okay, sorry.
1: I mean, I don't care what kind of degenerate. Freaky, are uh, <laughs> there's no time at, during this whole thing that you're going? You know what I could do right now? I know we have to save ourselves,
2: yeah. but it's
1: it's yeah. time to rape. I'm sorry, i forgive me. I I, <laughs> I just a bad habit I've got. I, I have to do it every 20 minutes or so, or else you know I, my whole mojo's off. The yeah, like who's thinking of raping? Yeah, and I, your life like, is on. No, I, I really like how they love, just like. I, I figure everyone will try to stick together and try to get through this thing, and they're too busy trying to move their way through this because time is not on their side because the ship is supposedly still sinking. So, what in the hell is in this author's mind to think? You know, let's have some moments where they just step aside for a while, long <laughs> enough for this guy to rape her, because and right. everyone's just kind of you know just chilling somewhere else and, on the boat. And
0: And so. but- and, and thanks uh, to Erwin Allen or whoever made the decision to chug that, like. You know, not put that in the movie because that would definitely kill the movie if that happened. And ruin the PG rating too, <laughs> right? I don't, I don't well. think we would remember the movie fondly if that was a, a moment in the in the film, and we would think of this movie as you know, this movie was great until the rape scene. <laughs> you know, <laughs>
1: and it was good after yeah. too, but just that one scene just ruined the whole thing.
0: Right. So I'm glad that at least somebody with some sense. Realizing, yeah, we might we might want to not do that. Yeah, let's, let's take that
3: out. Of also, it. also, what I mean, just since we're talking about movies that were created in the seventies, what is it about that trope in the seventies that was just so insidiously pervasive? I mean, it was it, it's everywhere. There is so much of it. Oh,
1: the the rape then? Yeah, it's because I don't it, know. They were very rape minded in there. I think it was because they had leaded gas. <laughs> I think that everyone was sort of like mentally deranged because of the leaded gas had. Because uh, there is a theory out there. Because they said with crime statistics, actually, when they started taking lead out of everything, crime started to go down a bit. Because it was like spiking and spiking during the seventies at it its height. It like, oh thought it'd explain everything everyone was mentally deranged because of lead and uh, sort of so like the mercury in the hat in the 19th century the lead and the gas and it made everyone kind of stupid
3: i i i mean really I'm, I'm i'm willing to give that theory a little bit of you know brain power but i, I mean, it's the only feel like i
1: have that makes brain damage uh, on a large scale because Really, I mean, well, no, you know what? It's still used nowadays, but it's done in a, a, a creepier way. In another way, so, okay, we have to put this person into danger, so mm. let's have the implied uh, sense that there's going to be a rape, or or actually have it. It's like, okay, really, do we have to go there as as the danger every time with a female character? Cause, eh, it's creepy, and I really don't need to see it. It's uncomfortable. And kind of, let, let me you know, uh,
0: let me read what it says here. It says. The novel ends with Susan dreaming of going to Hull in uh, England to visit the parents of the boy who raped her. She hopes that she might be pregnant with his child so he would have a legacy. Oh, God.
3: Yeah. I mean, it, it's hard to even form words around how ridiculous that is, But but the, but the mm-hmm. larger context is I swear so many movies in the 1970s were not even that far away from that it's just the kind of, well, it just makes you wonder what were they thinking. That's and, all. And I want
0: to make it clear too for people who may not have seen the movie, but is listening to this podcast. That scene that is not happen. in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God. In this movie, they didn't. They were smart yeah. enough to reject that. As yeah, we're going to skip that part. The
1: you worst know? you no, get to all, see is Shaq
3: Winter's Right. right. <laughs> all the sexuality in the Poseidon Adventure is basically sort of. uh caricature sexuality like over the top ridiculousness. Look under my evening dress are matching shorts. This is really hip. I'm so cool.
0: Wait, wait, here it is. It says that was the style. Of the here it, oh, is. God. it says New York <laughs> it says New York uh police detective Mike Rogo finds the beamer passed out intoxicated and Pamela refused it to... Okay. Robin is nowhere to be found while searching for her younger brother Susan is raped by a young, terrified crew member Susan talks with the boy, who is remorseful and ashamed, and grows to like him. But the boy realizes the consequences of his actions, panics, and runs off and commits suicide. Su- Susan rejoins the group and tells them nothing of what has happened.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. wow. I, I'm sorry, these wow. people would have probably moved on by now. Like, oh, she's dead, too. <laughs> I mean,
3: Wait, yeah. nah, I'm oh, all that. Oh, nothing.
1: Just, you know, <laughs> looking for my brother. For two hours, You're <laughs> you could have, you know, in all this time, you could have been raped, fall in love with the guy, and the guy could have like committed suicide. In all this time,
0: she grows to like. Really? Like, like how do you grow to like your rapist? And, and that's just,
1: just ignorance. Bad. It's just bad. But you know what? We're, we're now we're really straying from the film now yeah, it's I'm sorry. Got a bad taste I, in my I,
0: mouth. I, When I read that, I just felt like I had to get that in there, like. And then that gives them props for not putting that in there. Okay,
1: <laughs> hooray for not putting in creepy rape scene.
0: Oh no! <laughs> now there is a, there
1: is a scene that we
0: do we should we should talk about is uh, the fire scene. Oh, hold on,
1: hold on, hold on, because I still wanted to hear Jen go through the. Oh, characters. she was she she had said she did not like you, you said you know I
3: I'm right? I'm actually going to take that back because the okay. the the one character that I really liked was the uh, older priest that stayed back and, and yes he decided to the weak and the injured need me and yeah 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 uh, he's the one that i actually liked. so of everybody and he died so there's nobody <laughs> nobody living on the poseidon adventure really deserved to live i don't think they
1: just wow. they, yeah well okay wait I, i'd like to hear your reasoning here like what okay gene hackman was a bit over the top but i i liked him though he was a wonderful guy was trying to you know the captain let him take over the captain's table and he took that to heart for the rest of the film that he was in charge. Yeah. I, he, and
3: and and I mean and as a as a as a well-written hero he just didn't make the grade for me. I don't know there was just something about his I I don't think you could call it leadership style. I don't know maybe I'm approaching this movie wrong, right? Like maybe the way to approach this movie is more like okay, this isn't sort of an apocalyptic glimpse of the future so if you pull this into sort of a a, a wide uh analogy i'll uh, make it a wide metaphor all alter- no no you know it's got to be an analogy um if you create for it that then i think it kind of works but if you try to take the people too seriously I, there's something missing i don't know there's some the personalities of the characters just didn't do it for me
0: i, I love though when ernest borgnine uh after uh Gene Hackman curses at him and he says what kind of pastor are you are you from the slums
1: you know
2: are you from the slums yeah.
1: <laughs> you know he's a new york oh, cop god. and he talks like that
3: oh god that's hilarious that's hilarious
0: that, yeah that was pretty funny that that was funny that um, yeah. was funny where he's,
1: where he's like he's defending his his uh, wife's honor by making sure that she doesn't hear the horrible uh, cussing of a priest <laughs>
0: Yeah, that, that's funny. Should yeah. talk
1: like that in front of my wife. <laughs> I'm sure she hurt a lot worse.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: I did a lot worse too. But, um, uh, but I was going to say uh-huh. the thing with these these characters are, and these are this is standard, you know, uh, 1970s uh, movie, you know, disaster movie stock characters. They they have sort of this uh, almost soap opera like quality to them. They have their little weird soap opera stories that happened before that, oh, you know, the old couple going to see the kids for the first time and there was a, a little bit of a falling out. Now they're gonna go see the kids in Jerusalem and it's gonna be nice. And she was a former mm-hmm. swimmer and now they're, you know, and you've got the the, the bachelor looking for love or, or, or not having love and finding it there. And you've got the you know all the stupid things. The priest who's lost his religion in a way and then finding well he doesn't find it. He doesn't fight it. He doesn't burn his hands either, which is a miracle.
0: So in nineteen seventies, Red Button would be the hot bachelor looking for. Oh, no,
1: he's not a hot bachelor. No, <laughs> no, he was even in the seventies. He's a creepy old man.
0: <laughs> okay, I just want to make sure that's true because I'm like, there's on. no, there's,
1: there's, there's, no, but, even when the hedgehog was, you know, out there being uh, an image of manhood of some sort, even then, Red Buttons still did not cut it.
0: Yeah, I was cause I was watching it. and I was going, I was like, "Man, they—he was like a, a catch, huh?" <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, he was. Like I said earlier, it's like you could tell why he was a bachelor.
3: Yeah, you could he, tell. And you saw how he was
1: running going, too. That guy's a bachelor and always will be. You he he's and running, he's running got in a the beginning. Woman in his house.
0: Yeah, you see how he's running though in the beginning.
1: Hilarious. That was funny. He was that was hilarious. TV from
0: the police. Okay, so um, all right. So they climb up the tree to safety. And the minute they get up there, that's when the water comes racing in. And to be honest with you, you know, the people still had a chance to make it up. Yeah, they just swim
1: right up to the top there. That's what I was thinking. It's like, okay, you know what, just bide your time. Don't panic. Just wait for the water to get a certain point point get up there. It's not like those doors were like, you know, steel doors that shut I mean, we'd have that dramatic moment where Gene had right. closes the two doors and you could see one of them kind of sliding open a bit because yeah. there's nothing holding. <laughs> so it's like all those people have to do is you know, bide their time, the water rises to a certain point, climb up and walk in. But I yeah. guess once you close that door, they were doomed. You know,
0: I'm I'm just reading this thing. This is so off the subject. But it says Poseidon Adventure has become a cult film, particularly among gay audiences. Really? Yeah, that's well, what it says. I don't know. I'm looking for why. Is, is uh, okay? I don't.
1: I can't see the camp value of it. I mean, it's a goofy movie, but it's not camp per se. It doesn't. I can't. look. I wonder what I'm it would be. Google that while it. would make we're, it specifically? It's got to be red buttons. I,
0: I think so. Red <laughs> buttons. Gay. Let's see. Poseidon Adventure gay. So while you guys are talking, I'm gonna look and see. Yeah, why I, the gays like love. that's a very oh, here sick it is.
1: search you're about to do there. Here's it, Enjoy. It says, <laughs> it says why
0: do gays love the Poseidon Adventure? Oh wow, this is so off the subject. But it says okay. uh, while well, he's searching this, it's
3: you know one thing, one just one sort of side note because okay.
1: I because it's it's a lot it's, of side notes today. But go ahead.
3: Because, because as much as as much as I. Really hated the characters, and I mean, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a character. Hated. I'm Eat really it. not. I really wow. hated these characters. But wow. you know what I really loved? What, what? and it's it creates such a dichotomy for me with this movie. Mm-hmm. I really loved the sets. I yes. really loved the detail that they put into, as absurd as some of this stuff was, it, yes. they put so much love and detail into every single scene that we were going to be presented with. And that kind of both uh, artistic foresight and craftsmanship is worth a mention. It Absolutely. was just beautifully done. Yeah,
4: yes.
1: And that's the thing, you look at those sets and you forget you're looking at sets. Yeah. They've done so well. It they they want to go for the illusion that they're in a ship that's upside down and they nail it. I mean, every little thing yeah. like I said, the the when the kid walks into the bathroom, all the toilets are upside down, with the seats yeah. hanging up.
2: Yeah. And you
1: go, oh, you know, it's it's goofy, but it's yeah, that's what you see. And it's like the thing I'm thinking about is like, really, how heavy duty are those ceilings? Like they didn't have any kind of like false hanging ceilings or, you know somebody would step and Ugh! it's all like right. you know, solid, but it, it,
3: I think my favorite prop in the entire movie was uh, at some point that um, that chandelier.
2: Yes.
3: It I mean, it was just it was impeccably done. And somebody put again, somebody put so much love into that. It's hard not to notice that. And the second thing that I just wanted to mention is the editing in this film is so tight Mm -hmm. and so perfect that there is hardly, I could hardly find fault with it. There's just like one small jump scene that I sort of was out with, but everything else was done so seamlessly that you know exactly where the characters are in time and place, even if they are not in the same location.
2: Yeah.
1: And I think my favorite most effective scene is when they come across the other survivors heading the opposite way. And the extras do this great job of looking like a bunch of people who are like lost souls.
3: Oh yeah. You know, they're heading
1: off into the darkness. And I thought, okay, yep. that's an effective scene. Like that's something if you want to redo yeah. it in a a less goofy movie. I mean this this is definitely a goofy movie in many ways. But yeah, that because... scene alone is really effective because the lighting is done right and everything. And the, the looks on the people like the shell shock looks and they just yep. keep, and the doctors leading them on, they're following because he's a, he's wearing a uniform, and B, he's the doctor, and, and they just follow him blindly. It's really good.
3: In inside of an in, in an upside down boat. I mean, obviously, you know, we're we're talking about something that is far, probably far beyond the imagination that we might be able to kind of conjure up, right? In in an upside down boat, they did such a good job of making sure that um, that every that where the characters were in time and place matched where they really would be. In the upside down world, like it wasn't. It wasn't like they just threw it together and said, "Well, here you can basically be here." They really matched the shots up to make sure that the characters were in sort of were they on the left or were they on the right, and then in the next scene, were they on the left or were they on the right, in mm-hmm. the right position, and yeah. it made so much difference.
1: Yeah, I mean, there, there was definitely care and um, a lot of uh, you know craftsmanship in this movie. I mean, the sets, the lighting, everything—it's—it still looks yeah. really good. I mean, yes, it's got that you know '70s stink on it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know even the Happy New Year sign with all the glitter on it, it's like, going. Oh, that's just too much. But <laughs> aside from that, I mean, the actual sets themselves, like when they're in the boiler room and everything, and you've got it upside down so you see what a boiler room would be, which is good, would have a high ceiling anyway, um, and you see how everything's set up, and it's just. Even the wreckage and having to go through these things is just awesome. The idea that they were passing through one of the funnels and the water below it is bo- well, Why is the water boiling below it now that I come to think of it? Because the boiler would be above them. So the water that's coming up is just water coming into the funnel. Mm, I now I'm confused. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't sort work. Of and why did he explode when he landed in the water? Why did acres explode? I think I figured it out. Hold on. I just figured it out. Acres was a bomb
0: planted.
1: Because oh, the Poseidon yeah. <laughs> actually, it didn't. It, it didn't sink. that, it was
3: a bomb. by oh, oh. like uh, okay. Just and and just so that everybody knows, right? The 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 plot device of naming the ship the Poseidon that was going to Athens is uh, just a complete and total ridiculous. Uh, not t- I shouldn't say ridiculous. Not ridiculous. It is. It is the worst foreshadowing ever. Mm-hmm. Poseidon going to Athens is never going to end well.
1: <laughs> well, usually it never goes well for Athens, not for Poseidon himself. Well,
3: uh, you know, it's the 1970s. They've uh, they've they've modernized a bit, so yeah.
1: But yeah, oh yeah. But, I mean, that's the thing, right? They, and for those who didn't quite get it, because you know, subtlety and all. Lesson Les nielsen gets his nice bit of exposition on poseidon being you know yes, he's the god of the sea and storms and disasters <laughs> and, and, blah, blah, blah. and, disaster. and dis- destruction <laughs> ships flipping upside down it's terrible <laughs> okay uh-huh. so why like can you name your boat after that uh-huh. reasons now go away i have better movies to do
2: <laughs>
1: he got lucky he got off pretty quickly in the film but I have to say his death sequence always makes me laugh because he's got this thing where he puts his hand up oh! and it looks like something out of a very cheesy like 1950s horror film where the hands go up and he flinches and it's like it's done in such a way and then they splash water across it and it's like oh, <laughs> oh. And for all of its great effects, the one thing that bugs me the most watching this thing and the scene when it's turning upside down is like for all the great stunt work where you've got you know stunt people flying and falling off of the, the roofs and everything. Every so often you cut to one of the actors and they're just kind of sliding sideways with the camera tilted, both, ah, with their arms up, and it's like, oh, come on. <laughs> just, I would have been okay with a, yeah, a, yeah. a stuntman with a wig that didn't quite look like them. I prefer that over, you know, because I saw a lot of that in the Batman movie. There's tons of it. And I said, I don't care about that. That's okay. I know what they're trying to get at. Then seeing, you know, the actor standing in front of a blue screen, kind of sliding sideways, going, Ah! And it happens like four or five times. And once you see it the first time, uh, I'd ask you to watch that scene again. You, you can't help but seeing it every time it happens. Because it just is so out of place with all of the exciting stuff that's actually happening. Including the very famous shot of the guy where you're watching the point of view from the table looking down as he falls into the, I guess, skylight? I don't know what it was. That yeah uh, cushions underneath it. Why is there cushions yep. in that light? I don't know. But it was great looking to see the guy oh, so, falling away from the camera. Y-
3: you can tell some some director of photography had that in mind and said, we need to do this. We need yeah. to do
1: it. And it's yeah. a great shot. It's one of those it is. That, uh, like I know during the 70s and 80s when they were talking about disaster films, they would always show that one shot. Yep. Because it's a very iconic, like it's no longer iconic, but it was for a long time an iconic shot. Uh, for a disaster film that guy falling away from the camera because it looks yes. really good and him you know crashing yep. into the thing before because the stuntman's basically sitting there going, one two three pushes himself off and falls said, <laughs> wow but you know what were the people thinking when they're hanging onto the tables when the t- things going upside down were they thinking yeah if i keep hanging here i'll be okay because when that ship writes itself those guys are going to look like a bunch of idiots because i'll be back on the ground before the
3: You know, I I, I will also give the movie one more prop, and that is they did a really good job of destroying the ship. That is, every piece of the ship that could have been destroyed for practical good effect was. And i actually give them credit for that because that took some planning too, so.
1: Oh yeah, the galley completely fried everybody inside. Yes. (laughs) But luckily the fire was put out automatically. Oh, thank goodness for that, so they can get through. Because you know, water inside. might
3: be a problem, that's true. What were they cooking in the
1: galley? It smells so good. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> what smells so good? Oh, the, the, the chefs, mm-hmm. too. Maybe they I
3: were got... French chefs.
1: <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Would you like to do the French cuisine? <laughs> but so. Story wise, it's it's pretty straightforward, basically characters trying to survive. Um, I we as we said before, Gene Hackman's character doesn't have an arc per se. He sacrifices himself, but it's not an arc. It's just like there's no meaning up that he just decides to do it and and curse God all the way and then die. It's like, okay, so you kind of lost your religion and then you just gave up on it altogether. All right, whatever. At least you lasted longer than the other priest
4: that's the part that i didn't really um that was probably my least favorite part of the movie where i'm like eh. you know i'm supposed to believe that every other obstacle he came across that he found a solution for and now in the end he there there's this last one and he's come this far and he can't find a solution for this yeah well that's that's the thing i didn't like he's oh, well, you know, on he the found bright a side, solution.
0: He, it just he
1: had to die doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. So it's like, okay, oh, he's the Kobayashi Wu for the side adventure. So the only way to save everybody is to kill yourself. There you go. And each character who died learned that. Except for I, don't, I don't know. Even, have even if
0: you're having a crisis of religion, I don't know if you want to go out cursing out God.
1: I don't uh, know. If, that, if I think you don't it, believe at that point, then what's the point? He's he's finally had it. He's like, you know what? Yeah, you yeah, didn't help us all, and now you're making yeah, it even worse. Just in case, in
0: though, just in case, is that really what the last oh, thing you, you want to say? Oh, you're
1: doing that?
0: No. no. They even just said case. Anton Anton LaVey, who's the Church of Satan head, they even said when he was dying, he he called for Jesus. So. <laughs> who's
1: they? Huh? I hear that a lot. I've heard a lot of they. Damn! Last kind of thing. but I never find any of them credible because it's never from anyone who's there. Well, it's
0: just, the the people from the church, that, the people yeah. from the church said, "That's not true. He called for Satan." Yeah. <laughs> that's what they. Yeah. That's an actual quote, oh. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but and, and then poor Linda Rogo, you know, she she ends up dying, and it, it's and uh, we have that great scene of uh, of Ernest Borgnine saying,
1: "You killed her." Actually, that's a good scene there, too, because maybe that's why he decided he was going to kill himself. You know what? I let everybody else die so that I can get us this far. Now I'm going to have to pay the price. And that's what... There you go. See? I came up with a reasoning there and a story arc for Gene Hackman's character.
3: Wow. How about that, that, eh? That was actually
1: really impressive. that's all off the top of my head. Uh, Thank you very much. I've explained everything away. This is the greatest movie ever made. Good night. Uh, let me, let me uh, read
0: this uh, real quick This is from uh, what happens to Linda in the book It says
1: uh, If this involves something happening with the animals Or some horrible, horrible thing I don't want to know uh,
0: uh, It says that uh, uh, During a difficult climb Linda repels attempts To find her own way She chooses an unstable route And falls to her death And is impaled on a piece of sharp steel
1: um, uh, that's a bit better than what she did do. She kind of like broke her back and fried in a bunch of oily, Burning water.
0: Yeah, but it, it does say that Reverend Scott, in an insane rant, denounces God, offers himself as a sacrifice, and commits suicide. So that's what happens in the book. Yeah. So, and then everybody else makes it.
1: Yeah. Tap, tap, tap. Oh look, they just happen to be at the right spot there for us. The One helicopter on the ship. All the yeah. young girls. All the young girls the one make it. crew, and they leave after that. It's like, like, you know that? Feel like send a search party in there now, and see if you can find. The, oh, there might be more survivors. Do you notice? Yeah, um, you
0: notice all the wives die, and all the young girls make it at the end. Yeah.
4: Yep. <laughs> uh-uh. Yep. One each luck. of us. Hey!
0: That's so depressing. <laughs> the wives die. <laughs> the older wives die, but them young girls, though the barely legals, they make it.
3: If you're over thirty, that has gotta be really <laughs> depressing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's Hollywood uh, a microcosm right there. Yeah,
0: that that's yeah, that's funny. But um
1: Yeah, I mean So, yeah, so we ahead. should
3: really thank Corporate Greed for the exciting uh adventure that we just had. Because without corporate greed, without the, you know, one hundred percent full steam ahead, even though it's kind of questionable, we're not really sure, um, we wouldn't have this amazing adventure. So you know, hats off anyway. What's that?
1: Well, I mean, in the movie, not not debating whether tsunami's act this way, but wouldn't the tsunami got them either way? Like, what was I know they were all at full speed, but like what was the problem?
3: Well, if they had been been further back. if they'd been further back yeah. in the ocean, you know, uh-huh. because the maybe they they wouldn't be near that one little shallow part in the middle of the ocean, like you said.
2: Uh, I'm gonna go with Gene Hackens.
1: <laughs> I go with Gene Hackman's it's God the whole thing trying to kill him. He, he he sets up a tsunami to get them at that point. He flips the boat over and he goes, "Hey, a couple of them still living. But- and I gotta keep getting at them. I'll get them. Oh, missed. oh, oh miss, miss the last four. Oh well." We
4: but did you know? Did you notice? that where when they first realized what was on its way they were all looking one direction when it was actually coming in a different direction so they're all like looking this way and then who was it somebody somebody tells the captain like to look um on the other side you know the calls and says I've never seen anything like it. It's a wall of water, so they're all looking one way, but the wall of water is coming like behind them or something.
1: Well, that's why they couldn't understand it. You see, I've never seen a wall of water look so calm and peaceful. No, no, it's over there. Oh, geez Wow, that is a big wall of water. Yeah, that's <laughs> like
0: the one I saw <laughs> the other day. Let me let me ask you guys questions. Could you guys make that that underwater swim?
1: Oh, the, well, with Hackman and um, and Shelley Winters? Uh-huh. Um, oh, hey, they did have a floating corpse in there, which is kind of creepy. Um, I, I didn't believe for a second he was really in trouble. And really, how could she, she was able to lift that off him? Okay. And he held his breath that long? Okay.
0: Mm, yeah. It's Tom Cruise. Uh, no. Yeah. I,
1: I, I, no <laughs> however, I mean, however, you know. Give the actors credit; they were both underwater during those scenes doing that stuff. Could you
0: have? Could you have made that swim though? From, from where they had to to all this? Would they say? It, they said uh, it was going to be thirty seconds. That was longer than thirty seconds,
1: but I was longer than thirty seconds. But yeah. that's movie time, right? So. Right. Yeah, um, I yeah, I, mean, uh, I could probably do that. I mean, I'm not a, a strong strong swimmer. As in, if I were to swim against tides and stuff, I'd do really well. I'd tire myself up, But I mean, underwater swimming, I I can do for a while but I can pull my breath for quite a bit, not, you know, no more than like a minute at the most. But uh, even then, I'd be like panicking. But right? that's the thing you have yeah. to keep from doing, right? Because right. when you get to a certain yeah. point and realize, hey, I'm still underwater, yeah, you're going to start to, your heart's going to start beating a bit more and you're going to start to panic thinking, okay, what if there's right. no opening on the other side? So that yeah. would be very hard to control yourself. I mean, if you're one of the people following, it'll be a little easier to go, okay, they got through. I got this rope. I'll just keep going, no problem, because they're on the other end. I know, well, Jen. I, know Jen
0: yeah, I know, Jen I'd could. Yeah, I know, Jen could. I know, Jen could. She lives in Hawaii. I'm sure she probably goes underwater swimming all the time.
3: Yeah. Well, you, I'll tell you, one of the few, the very first thing that I learned when I moved here was don't turn your back on the water ever, because that's the ocean will catch you quicker than. So yeah. So I could probably do it. I could probably. See, the ocean is evil. That's that's the, the, well, and
1: the short also
3: story here. No, no, no. You know what? You know, and I feel and That's And I right. feel like this is sort of part of the Poseidon adventure, too, right? Water was never the enemy. The enemy was always the ship. It's not the water that was trying to kill them or you know whatever. It was always the ship that which is why I sort of go back to the whole idea of the corporate greed thing. It's sort of mm-hmm. like uh, fruit from the poison apple, and that was the ship. The water was actually trying to cleanse and purify the entire thing. And unfortunately, a couple of characters escaped. But, you know, that's
1: <laughs> I I was, I I to like, like, all these awful people. You go, Ocean. You're the hero of this film.
0: I'm going to go with that. You
1: keep rising.
0: <laughs> like, you stop
1: there. Come on.
0: Oh, you know what? I, I found another connection. But uh, the boy who played Robin was mm-hmm. in the 1966 Batman first season. Mm. See another connection, see. Hey, what are you talking Yeah. About? The boy who played Robin, he's 58 years old now. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. So, oh wow. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, his career doesn't look like it's uh it stopped a long, so what long
1: ago. Did he do besides play Robin? Uh
0: he didn't play Robin, but uh he was on uh Shazam the TV show. He was in Houston We've Got a
1: Problem, a TV movie.
2: Uh Oh
1: shit. He wasn't Batman. He was the kid that was uh, Shame. Oh my gosh! I know which. I know the episode. I recognize all of a sudden. He was a like really little kid, and he's walking. Shame, come back, Shame, come back. And and through the whole thing, because oh. the villain had stolen his radio. Oh. And then Batman oh. came to him and said, "That's right, little Billy. You don't have to uh, be afraid. You don't have to be bad guy." You know. Wow, I and mean, that's right, he wasn't Batman. Holy smokes, I wouldn't have known that. He was also in the flying nut, Brady Bunch, Emergency. Hey, Erwin Allen did mm-hmm. emergency. Holy smokes, that's where this dude got the job from. Oh, is that that's a awesome? American Look one? at that. And he was a the little Pelson Prairie. Oh. See? And he played himself in the Inside Edition. We don't want to know what happened there. <laughs> Probably some sort of weird. Attack of women on a ship or something like that. Irony of ironies. <laughs> it survives beside you. Yeah. Anyways, let's get to the dark side here and go back. Um, but I,
4: I, I do agree with Jan. I, I liked her version of that the ship was after them and it was their enemy. I love that because it's like the ship had the ultimate say and being sold off, you know what I mean, on its voyage, voyage its final cruise, it had the last, the ship had the last word. Yes. So, yeah, I like that. Yeah.
1: Until uh, Beyond the Poseidon Adventure, where a bunch of people come in to scavenge it and tear it apart for parts.
3: Well, there's no accounting for good taste.
1: <laughs> Just saying, is all. So, uh, where are we at now? We have to, are we doing the, uh, is there any last things we want to say besides cleansing and the water and everything? Any other things that we want to talk about?
0: No, let's, uh, let's do our scores.
1: Oh, I was going to say, let's do the food. Oh, you want to do the food. We do the score so you could do the food, so you could do the counting. Got it. I always yeah. forget that part. All right. That's what happens when I don't pay attention. So Jen, do you want to
0: go first? Uh, I'm
3: sorry. Were you talking to me?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, about the score.
3: Oh, oh, my score. Uh, OK, hold on for one second. I my sc- Actually, you know what? Let's let Sherry go first, because my score is written, and I need to pull it back up again.
4: Oh, is am I supposed to add it up, or am I just supposed to tell you what each one is? No, just tell us each what, what one is.
1: It's campaign's oh, okay. poor, poor job to actually add everything together.
4: Oh, OK. Um, first of all, I really suck at rating things, so I did the best I could. Um, Okay, production quality, I gave it a seven, even though I struggled with that one. Um, I thought I maybe should give it higher. Um, Story rating, I gave it a five because of the whole prostitute police officer thing. Um, Acting, I gave it a seven. Overall entertainment um, value, I gave it a six. But I, I, I scored that a little bit low because it was a two hour movie.
1: <laughs> it could have been shorter, right? <laughs> eh? It could have drowned a lot well, of Oh yeah,
4: because I, you know, I had to drop some points because it required me to have that longer attention span.
1: <laughs> Can't oh have that God. these days. That's, That's like funny, that. actually. <laughs> like that. Kente, what about you? He's gone.
0: No, I was, Jan was supposed to be next. Okay, oh, was, I'm, I'm ready,
1: I'm ready. I'm ready. I got my I paper. Thought you were still, I thought you were still looking for your paper. I like, got wait. my paper.
3: Okay, okay. okay. Quality, uh, overall quality here. I gave it a nine. Uh, amazing, mm. but that is the nicest score I have for this movie. <laughs> Story gets a whopping three. Mm. Acting, similarly, pulls in a three. Really overall, overall entertainment. I gave a four. It's watchable, but I would definitely suggest that you have some beers.
1: So this is <laughs> your burnt offerings. I take it. I
3: I believe yeah, I believe that that is a hundred percent correct. Yes. <laughs>
1: Excellent. Good. I'm glad that I got revenge there.
3: <laughs> I, <laughs> I think,
1: I think. Okay. Go ahead, Keith.
0: All right, I will say I like this movie a lot. I've, it was one of those movies I saw when I was a young person, and I've always really enjoyed it. I, I gave production quality a nine. Uh, the story, I gave an eight. I thought the story was awesome. Uh, you know, capsized ship. I mean, I know it, it draws references to uh, to Titanic and whatnot, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, the act acting, I gave um, I gave an eight as well because. I really enjoyed all the characters. I loved all the characters. I loved um I mean Ernest Borgnine was annoying and that chick <laughs> uh Nani was annoying, but oh, but overall I really enjoyed the characters. And um overall entertainment value it's a 9. I mean it's a really good movie and it was and it uh-huh. really I thought that that film really you know uh I mean it's been noted as one of the uh the 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 torchbearers for that genre. And it's really good. It still holds up. I I had so much fun watching it again. I watched it again last night, and uh, I just had a lot of fun watching it. Uh, I thought it was a cool movie. Uh, kudos to uh, the the crew uh, that put that together. It was very groundbreaking at the time. At that time, and you know, I mean, those sets are amazing. And you know, and I mean, even for now, you know, they still look. They hold up. Especially, everything was done practically there was obviously no CGI. Those fires were real. The water was real. The The actors went through so much hell. When you look at the behind the scenes, they were in complete hell the whole time. They were always wet. They were always, you know what I'm saying? Like they freezing their butts off. And you have to say, they, you know, they pulled it off pretty good. It's it's the reason why this movie holds up. And I say it's a great film. Oh, say
3: can wow, I can no longer be friends.
0: I, I'm torn wait a minute, with how the can two, two you reviews not, uh, I just heard. How can that's you
1: not that, appreciate it? You swaying
0: me two different directions here. I don't, <laughs> going, I don't know how James oh, can give yeah, it you know, such right a low score.
1: And he's really right in some cases. Wait,
0: wait a minute. How can you give it a low score when it's clearly for its time? It's definitely way, uh, it's very good. It's very well done. You know. hold,
1: hold on. Let me do my scores and then you can defend Phil. <laughs> if it makes it into the final round it's your film to defend um, I, I, so my production quality uh yeah i i, I agree with everyone it's a nine uh, the sets are amazing uh the camera work is great the the lighting is great it's it's got a good feel you you really feel you're inside a ship that is upside down as ridiculous as that sounds they do a great job story it's a little too much melodrama for my taste. A little too much of these same old schlocky. Oh, this couple here. We got to spend an hour with these people just so that we can like them enough that you know when they get through things. And they, I, I said it, they are likable, so I don't hate them. But the story is kind of really slow to start. And then when a disaster happens, it gets interesting, and it goes from set piece to set piece pretty quickly and interesting uh, with a couple of slowdown spots where it's like, okay, and then those spots kind of annoy me a bit too. So the story I gave five, um, it's a silly story too to start with. Yes, the, the idea of a tsunami becoming a wave that will... It's it's, but you know that's the source material. It's caused They just went with it, and it's a disaster. Um, so we did story acting. Um, I like Gene Hackman and everything he's in, but him and between him and Ernest Borgnine yelling at each other for the entire film, and the annoying little kid. Yes, sir. I knew everything about this, sir. It's like Wesley Crusher before <laughs> Wesley Crusher, A <laughs> little kid who knows everything about everything. Annoying. The simpering uh, person there, Shelly Winters, I liked her, but everything, every time they reminded us that she was fat and every time she reminded us that she used to swim, it's like, okay, I know you're setting up for something. It's pretty obvious. You're in a boat, upside down, she could swim. Okay, I wonder where that's going. Uh, but the acting, I gave a five. I, I wanted to give it higher, but there's too much no. Um Also, Ronnie McDowell's accent is so awful. We have an English person doing another person's accent and failing miserably. It's, it's worse than the America It's worse than Dick Van Dyke doing an English accent. Um, overall, entertainment though, I give it a solid seven. Um, you know, it moves. It's interesting. The stuff's going on. You kind of go, well, how would I do this? What would I do in this case?" And you know, it it kept going. It was interesting. And the actual disaster scene itself is, you know, if you haven't seen it. Uh, at least, if you haven't seen the movie, at least see that part because it's very interesting and well shot. Well put together, some excellent stunts with some goofy bits of people sliding by the camera. But other than that, great. So that that scene alone is worth watching. Um, so that's my score for it as well. All right, movies that make I- a meal. Actually, she hates the film so much. Are we going to have something that's really disgusting?
3: So, no, so actually this time, and I, I you know, just, just to let you know, I actually made this uh, a couple of days ago and really liked it. It was really super good. And I suggest that you make four of these ahead of time, drink them all, and then watch the film. <laughs> it's the, the recipe is called the Tsunami. The tsunami is basically, it's a layered drink that you put into a highball glass, right? And the way that you layer it is you do uh, one ounce of light rum, uh, about a half an ounce of coconut rum, a half an ounce of dark rum. Uh, You put a bit of apple juice in, and then you float grenadine on top. And it makes this really cool-looking kind of drink, but I'll tell you, go slowly. They They definitely kick. So... That's my. That's movies make the meal. This week is uh, in get drunk. In in, yeah, is get drunk. Well, it's a tsunami to celebrate. You know the pretend tsunami that could have happened in the Poseidon Adventure.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so uh, coming all right. As far as score, it got one hundred and four, which is sixty five percent cheese rating. So that means it will not be in the final. Uh, oh. We still have. We're still on set for Westworld versus Batman, nineteen sixty six.
1: Because you guys, we've still got two humdingers coming, though. Yeah. So,
0: I, I, you know, it, it's a. Uh, I I actually I think I I obviously like the
1: movie a lot more than the rest of you Jokers. but. Uh... <laughs> oh no no I I did not hate this film. I do like it, but there are certain bits of it that just. On me, the constant yelling at each other just after
0: a while. Well, I think I'm I was used to that coming from my ho- the household I grew up in so <laughs> <laughs> Where every decision is made by yelling. Yes, yeah, so it was like it just felt like home. So uh <laughs> I'm only kidding. It wasn't quite like that growing up. But no, but uh uh, uh you know like That's I said I just was. I had so much fun watching the movie again. You know, cuz sometimes, you know, I think yeah. just about all of these movies that we've done besides burnt offerings I had seen before. And, uh, so a lot of, this was a lot of these movies are like, Oh, you know, seeing them, you know, again for the first time, because I, some of them had been so long since I'd seen them and this one I hadn't seen in yeah. years and I really enjoyed it. I sat there laughing, you know, when you're supposed to laugh, you know, uh, I don't, I wouldn't say I was on the edge of my seat, uh, Wait, hold on,
1: hold on. Did you actually laugh at uh, Ernest Gordon saying, Where'd you think I was? Flying around on my ass. Yeah. Which, was that really funny? I did. I did. Was it? Oh. I did. I thought it was funny. Oh, I, I, I thought it was funny, too. Yeah, it was funny. Oh. I don't, yeah. It's just the most clunky piece of dialogue I've ever heard. And I go, that could have been And then
0: so When Linda died, I was like, no, I forgot she had died. I oh. was like, no, not the hoe. Were you at least screaming Linda at the screen?
1: <laughs> I was Linda, like, not the Linda! Linda!
0: <laughs> see, I felt like that was a judgment because of her former lifestyle, why she died. Well, of so, course.
1: And yeah. the fact that she insulted Shelly Winters. Yeah, well, say so she wanted to go first, so in case Shelly Winters got stuck in the. Uh, in the, in oh, the... yeah, that's right. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I said, "Yeah, that one's got to die." There was that. a lot of there was a
0: lot of plus <laughs> plus size women that laughed when Linda died. That's all. <laughs> it was like, yeah, "That's what you, you deserve, shamer."
4: Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, I mean, but I what? just I really enjoyed, and I I when I went to watch it, I'll admit that be that that initial disaster I did. Playing over and over, the people sliding down the wall. Because yeah. I love that scene. Oh, I love that's great. Like
1: I said, that I scene is worth watching alone. If you don't see the film, at least go on YouTube. It's got to be out there. Watch just that yeah. scene. It's, it's it's a it's a well done scene. It's a it's a good scene, and it's it's so weird and bizarre and awesome.
0: Oh, programming alert too. Next week, oh. next week uh, on Thursday, we will have our next episode, which will be Flash Gordon, and then. Mm. Yay. And then Friday, which is the following day, we will have our um our last film of this of this series, um of the second season series, uh, which will be Battle Beyond the Stars. So uh so we're doing two movies back to back, um two episodes. And then we're gonna take a week off and then come back for our big wrap up uh of the season uh debate show. So we'll the have Battle a- Royale. Yeah, so we'll have a whole week to get it together and figure out how we're going to do this. But, um, so I have to watch two films this week, uh, battle beyond the stars, uh, which I think I saw like a million years ago and flash Gordon. I can't, you know, uh, it's been so long since I've seen that one as well. So, <laughs> so th- thanks to this guy over here, I'll be watching those two movies this week. So, uh, <laughs> watch
3: out for the boarworms. worms. Be careful. Oh, oh, yes. Bring be careful.
1: out the boar worms. Uh, so, <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm gonna try to get it in this weekend. Uh, I'm gonna try to because I usually try to do it the day before, just so it'll be as fresh as possible. Or sometimes a day of, but
1: I think I'm gonna try to get both of them in this weekend. So uh. okay, just remember, we're watching Flash Gordon. If you can operate the remote, every time Brian Blessed's about to speak, turn down the stereo.
0: <laughs> and you, and you got to get Monk. Uh, uh, have you uh,
1: got Monk? I going? have. I left a message. I'm hoping to hear back from him shortly. And uh, if if we're lucky, we'll have Monk for uh, Ebony Flashboard. For which? Oh, okay. So. Yes. Uh, or did you already I... have someone planned for Flashboard tonight? No no, 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 no. You
0: know what? I, I, I'm gonna try uh, Ken for. Uh, I'm gonna try to get Ken for uh, uh, battle. Ah. Good. Yeah.
1: So I'll try to get somebody from. Yeah. All right. Somebody's is is good. I like yes. that. Yeah. I, Bring somebody
0: yeah uh, definitely so um let's st- let's start off with uh our guest our special guest who is now a part of the indie radio family and uh just to let people know there's there's something going on with the indie radio website, so I'm gonna be working on it uh when it's over so uh it'll be back up tomorrow so um but so anyone's um, listening right
1: now is not listening right now no 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 they're
0: so. listening they're just not listening <laughs> to indie radio but uh so uh um but our our brand new um Uh, she has a show now on Indie Radio uh, and uh, can you tell us about your show and also how we can get you in social media and your website and all of that good stuff Sherry
4: Uh, yeah it's uh, Sherry Andrea Psychic Empath Radio Show where we discuss spirituality psychic topics law of attraction pretty much anything anywhere near the spirituality arena Um, and you can find me at SherrySpeaks.com as well as the links to all of my social media, you can find there too. All
0: right. And one thing she doesn't do is she doesn't tell you where buried treasure is, unfortunately.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. I although I did have somebody ask me today about their poker playing. Oh wow. They, they actually asked because they play poker on a regular basis, and they wanted to know if there's anything I could tell them about them playing poker. Mm-hmm. I like those. They're interesting.
0: Oh, okay. Well, eh, maybe I should ask you about my poker playing. Uh, But uh, thank you so much. Uh, Of course, Jen, how can people get you on social media and tell us about your beautiful websites and all the great stuff in your movie star Uh, voice? What? In your movie star voice. My movie star voice. Oh
3: my gosh. Um, uh, People can find me on social media at following bliss one. That's on Twitter and also on Facebook apparently too. Um, my websites are moviesmakethemeal.com and that's where we warehouse all these wonderful, awesome ideas for pairing movies with different kinds of foods, different drinks, all kinds of different theme ideas, so look for that. My uh, review website is critical laughs with 2 com, and there you can just find sort of a collection of all kinds of things that I think of on the moment.
0: Alright. And you can get me at Kente F on Twitter. Uh, you can get our website, IndieRadio.org. Uh, it'll be back up tomorrow. Um, and uh, King Penguin, how can ditto. people get your uh, just ditto. Crash Cody? Crash Cody,
1: yeah. Now, if, you find that, uh, if you can find that, it'll be somewhere on the web somewhere. Um, no, just simply, uh, if you've got uh, films that you wish us to review next season, because we have a few spots open. Uh, and we are looking to uh, fill those up. Uh, please send an email to kingpengvin that's uh, that's with a V, not a U at gmail.com and just say films I want you to suffer through. It'll be the uh, it'll be your uh, urgent films I need to suffer through, and we will look at those and probably say, Wow, really? You want us to do that? I'm hoping one comes up. That I really want to do and inflict on on Kente, because we've already inflicted one on Jen now. She's inflicted one on me.
3: So
1: <laughs> it's time to inflict on Kente and then he can return the favor next season. Mm-hmm. So there you go.
0: And, and, and one last question: If you ever in a capsized ship and you have a chance to go up the Christmas tree, what should they do, King? Um. <laughs>
1: Don't, don't do it all at once. Go calmly and, and carefully up. Don't all crowd that tree, folks. There's enough tree for everyone. Just take your time.
3: Yes, you, you need to have the presence of mind to go slow.
1: Yes. Do not rush the tree, folks. And, and remember, Gene Hackman will let go. So don't count on it. Don't count on it. Yes. Alright, we'll see you guys <laughs>
0: next week.
2: At all. Western bacon cheeseburger, cheese bacon, Western bacon cheeseburger, I'm talking Carl Jr., pick it up. Western bacon cheeseburger, Carl Jr., pick it up.